0: W.A.T.V. Radio seeks to inform and engage the Bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms and pray for one another. W.A.T.V. Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go Bride! Our soon coming King awaits. This is a W.A.T.V. disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome, my friends, to the Texas Power Hour with Pastor Carolyn Sism and friends. This radio show is an outreach ministry of Eastgate Ministries in Katy, Texas. Experience the power. Experience the glory with Pastor Carolyn Sism.
1: me, we're in the book of numbers, and as I mentioned earlier,
0: uh,
1: I'm probably going to have one more message out of numbers, possibly two. pray for her as a corporate body. Is it okay if I lay hands on you for Lord Jesus, we pray for this beautiful soul, this beautiful vessel with such a heart for your kingdom and a heart for your people. And Lord, that she is sent in as an ambassador of Jesus Christ to Israel. And Lord, that she's bringing the glory of God to the Jewish people. Yes. yes. And Lord, that the Jesus in her will reveal the light of Jesus to these people, even when she can't mention his name. Yes. So Lord, I pray that you anoint this work that she's doing, that she anoint these books that are coming forth. That and Lord Jesus, that she will stand in your name and they will see the glory of God in her through Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Okay, numbers. All right, I named it "Mobilizing a Nation for War." Uh, we are a nation in spiritual warfare. We are. We have an election coming up that's going to be a war like we have never seen before. Well, the other election was a bad war, but we're going to see this more and more as the spirit of Antichrist. With the spirit of Jezebel, is continuing to try to take over our government. Um, I saw briefly this morning um, where Trump is fighting with the Koch brothers now. Mm -hmm. Okay, Koch brothers,
0: Mm Illuminati. They are the second
1: richest family in America. Right, right. So um, this, this is the this is beginning of what I was talking about Sunday, where uh, our, our monetary system is going to become, a, and the Federal Reserve will become, a political battle that's coming up before us. We're in a battle with our um, Justice Department. <laughs> there are battles everywhere. So numbers is about mobilizing a nation for war and how long it took to get them there. So, and the Holy Spirit has again led us to the right study for a now time.
0: Amen.
1: One of the purposes of num- numbering was to get them orderly and organized so that they could move in exact formation. God had been training them in the wilderness to follow him or is training them in the wilderness to follow him and to get them information so that they will, when he says move, they move. Mm-hmm. Each tribe was given its assigned place and task yes. in order to feel, fulfill God's kingdom purpose for their nation. See, God is calling his remnant to, the, to authority over nations. Okay, so they have been taken out of Egypt to fulfill God's kingdom purpose for a nation, a nation that he is going to bring together in Israel out of a people. But this will require faith and trust in God, which is what's going to be needed for the church and in the United States. I mentioned that I went to a prayer meeting Friday, which was tremendous. And the focus of the prayer meeting is the elections. But one of the things that they're having to deal with is the apathy of churches and pastors who are afraid to make a stand because they will lose their flock. So it takes, in order to move with God, it takes faith and trust in God. And that I means you're not worried about what people say or do. It took 40 years of God's providential, miraculous care to bring forth an entire nation with the faith to obey God's purposes. 40 years. Mm-hmm. So what do we say to the church of the 21st century of your faith for such a time as this? We gotta, it's got to come forth our our. Ill. Uh, it's going to go to another generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. God has raised up a remnant. He's shaken all of you. You've been through all kinds of fire. He's yes. brought you to a place where you're either going on with God or, you know, what else you got? Yeah. It's going to take faith and trust. Mm-hmm. Numbers covers a little less than 40 years. 38 from Mount Sinai to Jordan. The purpose of Numbers is to give an account of the 40 years that Israel wandered in the wilderness. To the natural eye, the book of Numbers is one of wandering. But to the eye of faith and to the spiritual eye, the book is one of God teaching us divine direction. Yes. Mm-hmm. Numbers 9, 20-23. through 23. At the commandment of the Lord, they rested in the tents, and at the commandment of the Lord, they journeyed. We've got to be in that place, church, mm-hmm. where we thought, where we are so sensitive to the Spirit of God mm-hmm. yes. that we move when God says move. If we don't, mm-hmm. we're going to miss God's purpose at that time. Now He might pick us up later on, but uh, and in Revelation seven seventeen, for the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne mm-hmm. shall feed them mm-hmm. and shall lead them unto living fountains of water. God numbers and aligns the tribes and the priests to record the two generations. At the beginning, he records the old generation, and at the end, he records the new generation. After receiving the law, as seen in Exodus and Leviticus, and being numbered at Mount Sinai, the old generation came to Kadish Barnea, and I may not be pronouncing that right, because we have a Hebrew scholar here. Did I say that right, Bettina? Kadesh Barnea? It's great in English. Huh? English. How did you say I have, it? I have, to, I have to go back and Oh, read that's it. okay. I'm just, uh, just checking. Just checking. <laughs> oh, okay, but this was the gateway to the promised land. There they rejected through unbelief God took them there and he said, this is the land I gave to you. Mm -hmm. Now I want you to go in. He sent the 12 spies in. They came back. Whoa, whoa, it's us. They got big giants in the land and we (laughs) can't take it. Oh, my goodness, they care enough. Mm -hmm. This is too big. And so they rejected God. Mm -hmm. They rejected God's ability. Mm -hmm. They rejected God saying, you, you don't have to do this. I'll take care of it. They said, no, we're not going to do this through unbelief. And uh, um, and because of their sin of disobedience, they were caused to wander and perish in the wilderness. I think there was one time in there that it says that 100 of them died a day and they were so busy burying their corpses. Um, but the, uh, actually, I don't think I wrote down the numbers, but there was 600,000 Coming out of uh, Egypt, and there was six hundred thousand at the end of the forty years, they did not increase in numbers because they had so much dying going on out there in the wilderness. Numbers 1433. Your children shall wander in the wilderness forty years and bear your whoredoms until your carcasses be wasted in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Now God has not changed. We either obey God, or we can die in the wilderness. For some, when they had heard, did provoke. They provoked God, to whom swore he that they should not enter his rest. When God asks you to do something by faith, you're not going to be able to do it in your natural understanding. Mm -hmm. You won't be able to do it in your natural feelings. It's going to take faith to walk it out and it'll take obedience to God. And this is where people miss God. They want God to accommodate himself to their feelings. Mm Kadash Barnea is the gateway out of the wilderness into the promise of God. We will all stand before God, (coughs) excuse me, in our Kadash Barnea at some point in time in your life if you're going to walk with God. There's a place where you're going to stand before God and he's going to tell you that if you will do what I tell you to do, I'm going to give you all the promises that I have promised you all of my life and all the promises that are in the Bible. Will we have the faith to believe God as Caleb and Joshua did and inherit the promises of God or will we die in the wilderness? Mm -hmm. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. So even though you're bearing fruit, you're going to get purged, because he wants more fruit out of it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Under the leadership of Moses, Joshua, and Caleb, the new generation is raised up to enter Canaan. Okay, I'm going to read Numbers 32, 7 through 15. Why will you discourage the heart of the children of Israel from going over into the land which the Lord has given them? Thus your fathers did when I sent them away from Kadesh Barnea to see the land. This is God talking. For when they went up to the valley of Eskol and saw the land, They discouraged the heart of the children of Israel so that they did not go into the land which the Lord had given them. We cannot discourage people. We have to be an encouragement. All the fruit of our mouth, our mouth has to bear fruit. What we speak and what we utter must be fruit. If it's not, we're bringing discouragement to people. None of the men who came up from Egypt from 20 years old and above shall see the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because they have not wholly followed me. I, I came to my mind, and you will remember uh, when, we were, when I was preaching Sunday morning that Jeremiah got his um, commission and his call at the age of 20. Mm-hmm. Okay? So from 20 up, God's holding them accountable mm. to answer his call. I, I'm, I don't, I'm not making doctrine there. It's just a note I make, okay? Uh, they have not wholly followed me except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and the Kinsanite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, for they have wholly followed the Lord. The Lord's anger was aroused against Israel, and he made them wander in the wilderness 40 years until all the generation that had done evil in the sight of the Lord was gone. If you turn away from following him, he will once again leave them in the wilderness, and you will destroy all the people. Our government is in a wilderness in faithfulness to his covenant God raised up and numbered a new generation of believers and prepared them for entering to land the land and to prepare and equip them for war that's the whole reason he was equipping them, that's the whole reason he was organizing them into the twelve tribes because this tribe had to take this part of the land, down this king the 31 kings remember this tribe had to take down this one this tribe was in to take this one and this tribe <coughs> was in to take that one The history of Numbers begins where the book of Exodus left off. Numbers is the book of the wanderings and testing of the wilderness. Every person in this room has either been in the wilderness, come out of it, or you're still there. (laughs) (laughs) Because (laughs) there's no, really... (laughs) Except
0: Jesus. Jesus may not be <laughs> And <Regina. laughs> seen her
1: wilderness. Okay. God's people must all go through a wilderness experience. My, I've told you, my wilderness was home in Louisiana four years. Mm. I got out of there in four years. Mm. Oh, cool. mm. Okay. It took Jesus... 40 days. It took Paul four years. It took the Israelites 40 years. Carol and Sism got out of there four.
0: <laughs> years.
1: Yeah. We, we will have a wilderness experience, but we don't have to have a wilderness wandering. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: God says be many people, and their, their mind's in the wilderness, and they're in the wilderness. Because of their lack of faith and their sin of holding on to what they had a hold of before they went in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Wilderness wanderings are the result of sin and disobedience. Mm-hmm. God will put us, God took me out of Egypt. That was my banking world in my career. And he threw me into then. Homer. Homer. four years.
0: Make
1: that I kicked and bucked and jumped and screamed everything inside of me well my Egypt back
0: <laughs> <laughs> but
1: when I came out of there that's when I was at home that's when I received Jericho on a call gotcha. so how long are you going to stay in your wilderness John just bringing that point forward believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established Now we say this often, believe his prophets prophets and you shall prosper. Okay, but he shall also establish you. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. That means you've got to follow the Lord to be established. And to believe the prophets and you shall prosper. Now, we have a lot of not-believing prophets going on, but it's kind of hard to tell who the real ones are and who the wannabe ones are. But if you know that someone is a seasoned prophet and they don't speak unless God speaks, if you will walk in that in faith, and it will cost you faith, you're going to prosper. I've been made aware, especially this is after the conference, I'm down sick the first almost whole week last week, so I didn't get all my attacks until after I. Uh, they, they knew I was feeling a little bit better.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> For but see what, wait, what? the how attacks going in and attacks going out? So it's my measuring stick of what I know God did in spirit. But Satan's going to manifest whatever mm. happened in spirit. But it's really started Sunday night. And I'm going to use Pat Lee here, and then probably the whole world's listening to me out there, and I don't care. Pat Lee was sent into the office of prophet by Roger Teal Sunday night at my home under a tremendous visitation of the Lord. (laughs) He was under a visitation where he was weeping and crying and falling out, and she was weeping and crying and falling out, and the Spirit of God came on him. He set patly into the office of prophet in my living room. And Spirit of God was so strong. But there was some, let's say, who didn't get that established this time, and the attacks began, even at my table
0: afterwards.
1: Because of the jealousy of that, of that being sealed into that office. Okay, we're going somewhere here. Now, this is, I know this is my problem. Just so you all know, just we'll get to that. Um, oh, how did I get to this? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yes, right. okay yes all right Lord your God and you shall be established
0: mm-hmm.
1: yes. okay God has a call on your life you're called when you were born you were called amen. many you are called but you were chosen
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you will have and you and you've got to and God will send a prophet to to uh, seal you into what yes. you're being called to do in your time yes. amen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I've been made aware that faith is weak among many Christians. Many only believe, and I'm not talking about Eastgate Christians, okay? Many only believe what they can see with the natural eye, the circumstances that are around them, and are the voices of the majority. The voices of the majority make them right. This is the pundits that are going on in your TV. They think if they can be the loudest, they talk the longest, and they can give them more facts, that their voice of okay. the majority, that people will hear them and think okay. they're
0: right. That's right.
1: The voice of the majority will not make you right with God. Amen. And if, then it won't make you right. I don't care how right you are with the crowd. That's right. You've got to be on God's track, and it usually costs you the craft.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith says God will do what He says. Yes. He will do, and He will supply all our needs, Bettina, according to His riches and glory, to that which He has sent us to do. Yes. What He has commissioned and sent us to do, the provision is going to be already there. Yeah. We don't have to worry and look around and say, where is it coming from, Lord, and why is it not here? And when is it coming? It will be there at God's appointed time when you need it. Yes. You don't have to go around and tell people what your financial situation is. You don't have to do any of that stuff. Because God, if God has sent you in it, God is going to provide for it. Amen. And if we sit around and I'm talking to some of you preachers out there, if you sat around every day and you worry worried about where the money's going to come that you're going to pay your bills, then you need to get with God because he has the money and it's not going to come from you trying to get manipulate the people.
0: Yes. Yes. Amen.
1: Money still got a hold of you. Mm-hmm. Not God. When God's people fail to enter the promises of God, It is because of unbelief and disobedience. Mm. God desires that you prosper. God desires that Jesus Christ move through you and reveal the glory of the kingdom of God to the whole earth. And we are in obedience to what God has called us to do and it will cost us our flesh. Mm -hmm. It will cost us our desires. It will cost you everything you have. Mm -hmm. But when you do it, you're going to prosper in everything that you do. For we who have believed do enter into rest. And so let me tell you, the rest of God and the peace of God mm-hmm. is greater than any pearl, any diamonds, yeah. Yeah. any foreign trips, any yeah. big houses,
0: Amen.
1: Amen. any wealth that the world has. You can't buy the peace of God. And they to whom it was first preached did not enter in because of unbelief. But God will always raise up a believing people. He had two when Moses sent them in. Caleb and Joshua. He had two. Out of the whole, 600,000 plus. Jesus Christ is seen in the book of Numbers as the tabernacle. The sanctuary in the wilderness and we can take the whole tabernacle and teach it and show how everything in it reveals Jesus Christ.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He is the Passover lamb. He is the fiery bright cloud. He is the smitten rock. He is the son of man lifted up as the serpent of brass. I may preach on that Sunday. I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. He is the star out of Jacob. Second Peter 1 10-11 Brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. Hmm. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Brethren, give diligence to make your calling and elections sure. That I means you can't bail out once you put your shoulder to the plow. You can't bail out on the first time you are pushed beyond measure. Mm-hmm.
0: You can't you
1: bail out when 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 people start getting, trying to get to you. God will use Satan. Mm-hmm. I mean, Satan will use demons to try to get to people to cause you to say enough. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Just saying. Yes. Tries to wear the saints out. Mm -hmm. So the first numbering took place at Sinai. Oh, I do have the numbers here. Uh, This census showed (coughs) 603,550 males above the age of 20, exclusive of the Levites. Another census 38 years later showed 601,730. And this mobilized the nation for war. You see how, I mean, we got 40 years here and they only increased by a few hundred people because they were dying by the hundred out there in the wilderness and then having to dig graves every day. But that's just the males. Huh? That's, that's just, just the males. males. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's see how they got in this trouble.
0: Because <laughs> we don't want to go there.
1: <laughs> the Levites were excluded from being numbered and prepared for war. You know, he said, you don't number the Levites. God was not preparing the Levites for war because he had them to take care of the tabernacle. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's look at 11, 1 through 3. They complained about the way that the Lord led them. (laughs) This displeased the Lord, and the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled. Now, God does not change. In him is no shadow of turning. And the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. And the only reason much of the church is not consumed today by fire is because of the grace of the cross mm-hmm. and the blood of Jesus. The people cried unto Moses, and when Moses prayed unto the Lord, the fire was quenched. He called the name of the place Tibera, because the fire of the Lord murk among them. Four through nine, they complained about food. (laughs) (laughs) This started among the mixed multitude who who fell a lusting. The mixed multitude Uh fell a (laughs)
0: lusting. And the children
1: of Israel also wept again. Now you can't Get, you can't line up with that mixed multitude. You're going to have to stay in God's people and stay in place where God has put you. Okay, so the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish which we freely ate in Egypt. The cucumbers, melons, leeks, yes. onions, and garlic." but now our soul is dried away. There's nothing at all besides this manna before our eyes. Well, I'm telling you what, someone uh, maybe said this at the conference or recently, they get this manna free every day, they're not having to work for that. They're not having to go out and dig mm-hmm. out and and fish, it just shows up.
0: But when they get
1: in the promised land, they're going to have to plow, mm-hmm. and they're going to have to plant, mm-hmm. and they're going to have to gather to get this. Okay, 10 through 15. Now we're getting into the part where God was preaching to me. Mm-hmm. Moses lost his patience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and pushed the panic button. button. I heard you tell when I was, had the church at Baton Rouge, I had, Shanna had had married and gone off and I had turned her bedroom into my office. I get on the floor of that bedroom on my knees and I say, Lord, please don't let me hit this rock too hard. <laughs> God working on me. Okay, so what do you do? He exaggerated his responsibilities. Losing sight of his God-given enablement. Okay. If, if, if things start getting to you, you got to go back to your God-given enablement, whatever it is that God's called you to do. Mm-hmm. Since being called as a pastor, I often pray before the Lord, do let me not commit the sin of Moses. I prayed about that long down the road. Now, that was one of the tests that I had to go through, not once, but multiple times these past two weeks. So that means I'm getting ready to go into something. I think mm-hmm. I passed. I think oh, I passed the test. Oh, right. I did, after I oh. saw somebody in the bargain, I said, oh, Lord, there was about four or five traps set for me, wow. and I could have fallen into that, but I'm going to tell you where Moses messed up. And I said, Lord, I believe. I believe I passed this. Yes. Maybe. You use that, rod. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. And when you, and I was, you if you're sick, you're not up to your, you know, I'm better now, but you're gonna get. Satan's not gonna hit you when you're well. That's right. So maybe Moses wasn't feeling very well either. Who knows? When got, I'm not going to judge him. Maybe he felt he was sick that day. But Moses was complaining to the Lord. This is what Moses said to the Lord. Why have you afflicted your
0: servant? (laughs) And why have I not
1: found favor in your sight? That you lay the burden of all these people upon
0: me—six
1: (laughs) hundred thousand of them, plus the mixed multitude, plus the women and the children.